Good morning. Um, this morning we'll start by singing Heavenly Sunshine. Heavenly sunshine, heavenly sunshine, flooding my soul with glory divine. Heavenly sunshine, heavenly sunshine, hallelujah, Jesus is mine. This morning was just a, we're just going to sing songs uh, out of the hymn book. We're not going to have any words up here, no distractions. There's been a lot of distractions this last year or two years or whatever you want to say. So today we're just going to just sing songs that are easy to sing. And uh, if you don't have a song in your heart, that's okay too. Um, I remember Lydia Giesbrecht said to me one time, she said, I'd really like to hear you sing, but I know it's, it's really tough to sing when there's no song in your heart. Sometimes we don't have a song in our heart, and that's okay too. You can just, just listen along. So the second song is, uh, if you want to take your hymn books, you can. It's a pretty easy song. Song number 579, Jesus Loves Me. If you don't have a hymn book, put up your hand and somebody, somebody will bring you one. 579. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, he who died, heaven's gate to open wide. He will wash away my sin, let his little child come in. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me. He will stay close beside me all the way. He's prepared a home for me, and someday His face I'll see. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. And if you could turn to number 461. 461. He leadeth me. He leadeth me, 
but for me that was good, but that sounds a bit low. Lord, I would clasp thy hand in my no river murmur nor repine. for this worship was songs, psalms and hymns, so I uh, hope you're enjoying the hymns. But I was uh, looking for some songs yesterday, and Carrie brought up the hymn book, and I didn't realize it was my mom and dad's old hymn book, and inside they had written a whole list of songs that they really enjoyed. So some of them I had already picked, and some of them I changed because of what they had there. But the last one is uh, number 342, Just As I Am. Number three, four, two. <coughs> Try this, hope it's not too low.
I know it says there that we're going to read the psalm, but that's all part of the sermon itself, so we're going to do it at that point. So, if you have your bulletins on you, time to bring them out. Uh, reminder, no children's church for the summer, um, but you can see there's still plenty of things going on, particularly this first week of the summer, uh, prayer meeting this Wednesday at 7 p.m., then on Thursday, 7.30 p.m., there is going to be a wedding shower for Ariana here at the church, so make sure to put that on your calendars. And then on Friday at 7.30, there's going to be a wedding shower for Pam Bueller at the West End Church, so make sure to make it out to show your congratulations as well. Before Sunday at 10.45, there will be a worship service next Sunday here. Then... As far as items to pray for, uh, the biggest one on there is right there at the top. Uh, the Reserve Fellowship Chapel uh, that's in Sioux Valley, uh, it is currently without a pastor, and they are having discussions whether or not they are going to keep going or not. So we want to make sure to pray for them during this difficult time as they figure out if they will find another pastor or if they are just going to take a different form or if this will be it. So we want to definitely keep our brothers and sisters there in our prayers. Uh, also, we want to pray for just fun and safety as we are now into the summer season and that comes with it all sorts of things that are very fun and also my experience tends to be the more fun something is in summer, the more dangerous it also tends to be. And so we want to keep just in prayer uh, all of the people out there. And then also we want to pray for our country's government, municipal government, our uh, provincial government, Canada Day was just two days ago, and they do an awful lot of work, and so we definitely want to keep them in our prayers. All right, so with those things said, let's bow now in a word of prayer. Dear God, we come before you this morning, first off in praise, first off in praise that it is such a beautiful day. 
And it is such a beautiful day after two weeks of other days that have also been quite beautiful, enough that most of the water that has been around us is dried up, and we thank you for that. And God, we pray for the rest of the summer as well. Lord, we pray that it is open as well. Lord, we pray that it will be a time of rest for those that need it. And we pray that it will be a time of growth for everyone that needs it. And Lord, we just pray that by the end of the summer, we can look back on it and see the ways that you have been working around us and in us. Lord, this we put before you this morning. And Lord, we also, this Canada Day weekend, want to look in a large sense to the rest of our country. Lord, we don't know what goes into running a country. We don't know what goes into running a province. And we have a vague idea of what goes into municipal, but at the same time, the ins and outs. Lord, we pray for each and every one of the people involved. Lord, we pray for the administrators. Lord, we pray for the people on staff. We pray for the elected officials. Lord, we pray for every last person that has spent their life running this country of ours that is a blessing from you. God, we pray that you are with them over the year to come. We pray that you guide them, Lord. We pray that you comfort as needed and show your face every step of the way. Lord, this we pray. And finally, God, we want to put before you our brothers and sisters at the Reserve Fellowship Chapel. Lord, now that they are without a minister, there's a lot of questions in the air about how things will go going forward. And so, God, we pray that you be with them as they have those conversations. Lord, we pray that if they are to keep going the way that they have been, that you will put another minister in their place, in their path. And God, at the same time, we pray that if it's going to look in a different way, that your face is shown every step in the way as they figured out what the new normal will be. God, we pray that every other church in our region also comes around them during this time in the way that they need as well. Lord, all of these things we put before you this morning, all of these things are on our heart. We pray them in your name. Amen. All right. Throughout the summer, uh, as you have been told before, we are looking at the book of Psalms. And it's the biggest book in the Bible, and it's filled with songs, and it's filled with poetry that reflect on God, on who he is, on who we are, both ourselves and as part of the nations and what our relationship with God should be as well. I think following the Come and See series, then I can't really think of a better book of the Bible that will really get what it is that we've been talking about for the last seven months from up here in our head to in our heart. I guess here more. But since it's such a huge book, we are going to need a way to focus our way through it, otherwise we absolutely will get lost in the reeds. Uh, and it turns out that there is actually a great way of focusing your way through the Psalms. Uh, for not all Psalms are the same, in the same way that not all songs or not all poems are the same. So you have your Frank Sinatra and you have your Alan Jackson. There's a pretty big difference between the two. One's big band, one's country, and that influences how you 
what you expect to hear from it, it influences how it's written and what you get out of it and what you go into it expecting as well. It's the different genre of music is what we call that. And wouldn't you know it, there are seven different genres of psalms in the book of Psalms, and there just so happens to be seven different Sundays that I'll be preaching between now and Labor Day. So each Sunday we're going to be hitting on an example of one of those types of psalms. And to start off strong, we are going to be looking at the hymns, which means that the music today was absolutely on point. Our example is Psalm 103, and if you have your Bibles on you, you're going to want to turn there, Psalm 103. And there we read, Of David, praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We're going to pause there. Psalm 103. The hymns are most likely what you would think of when you are thinking of the Psalms, uh, and that is because they both make up a majority of the book and also because uh, pretty much all of the good Sunday morning calls to worship you're ever going to hear are going to be one of the hymns. And the hymns are Psalms that are written for when times are sunny outside, when things are going good. And they should be understood kind of in that frame of mind. Therefore, when we look out at the world around us and we find ourselves just absolutely wanting to praise God with all that we are, because they celebrate our Lord for what he does in a big sense. They celebrate who he is in a big sense. They celebrate his grace. They celebrate him for his creation, for redemption. They they tend to be bright, they tend to be positive, and if there is a single word that ever sums them up, it's the word that we've already heard, I think, five times in the first two verses, the word praise, 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 praise God, praise the Lord, praise his holy name. Hebrew poetry, the same as English, tends to be broken up into different chunks called stanzas, if you remember your grade 12 English. And each deal with their own thought. Kind of like I have a paragraph in something you're reading. Some book you're reading deals with its own thought too. And this psalm is made up of four of those chunks. Four of those stanzas. And we just read the first one, verses 1 and 2. And it, it serves to get us in the mood to worship God. And it does this by begging this question in our mind. By just telling us that we should praise the Lord, praise his holy name. It makes us want to ask that question of ourselves, why? Why should we praise the Lord? Why should we praise his holy name? That is the question that the next two chunks, the next two stanzas answer. Also in this first stanza, we read uh, that the speaker is David, the king of Israel, who is telling us to praise God. King David, a man who is said to be after God's own heart, but also a man who sinned against God many times, once by killing someone and taking that man's wife as his own. But praise God, O oh my soul. That's how David begins this psalm. My. He is a king, but he's not speaking on behalf of Israel here. He's 
a king, and he's not speaking on behalf of the nations here. He's a king, but he is speaking of my. He's speaking of himself. He's speaking of his own personal feelings here. This is why I praise the Lord. This is why I praise his holy name. And so, too, when we understand this psalm now, as we read it now, that's how we need to read it as well, that this is why we praise the Lord ourselves. The question that we're asking ourselves is why do I praise the Lord And over the psalm to come, that is exactly the question that we are going to answer. And here is how we begin to answer that question. I praise the Lord because he is, verse 3, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. That's the second stanza there, verses three and six, three, two, six. And it begins to answer that question of why do I praise the Lord? And I say it begins to answer it because this We all know this is not a comprehensive list of why we praise God because how could we ever put all of the reasons down on paper why we praise our Lord? But instead, these are the things in us right now. These are the things in us right now that are the reasons why we praise God. These are the aspects of who my Lord is and what he does that right now cause my soul to jump for joy, cause me to praise my God. For who among us does not know, like in verse 3, the weight of our own sin, the weight of our own iniquities that drag us down, the weight of the things that we do that hurt ourselves, that hurt the world around us, and that hurt the people that we know and the people that we love and people we don't even know we're hurting? The weight of the things in our lives that with everything that we are, we want to change, yet somehow we just keep on coming back to them again and again and again. The things we do that take God's perfect world and force it to be less than it was meant to be. Why do those things make me praise God I praise him because even though he knows of my sins, even though he knows that I sin against him, because that's what all sin is. Sin is against God as well as it's against everyone else we sin against, including ourselves. He offers to forgive me. And he helps me rise above it going forward. That's why I praise God. And who among us doesn't know disease? I do. Disease scourges our minds and it scourges our bodies. It causes us to wake up struggling to breathe. 
causes us to hurt when we move and it causes us to be uncertain about tomorrow. There is little that persecutes you quite so individually as disease does. So why do I praise God? Because from whom else does true healing come than the Lord? Our great physician, the God who healed Naaman the leper, who raised Lazarus from the dead. Our God who caused the blind to see and led the lame to walk. Our God who is with the surgeons as they work and the doctors as they consult and the pharmacists as they give us our vaccines and medications and the nurses as they care for us. And the counselors and psychologists and massage therapists and every other kind of healer as together they address that which afflicts us. Why do I praise God? Because my God is a God who brings healing to this world. I praise the Lord because it is my God who redeems us from the pit, who saves us from damnation, saves us from the sting of the grave. I praise him because it is my God who loves us, though it really does seem looking out in the world some days that we give him every reason not to. I praise him because he comforts us when I am in desperate need of that. And he blesses us. He satisfies our desires for good things above and beyond what we need even. It's not that all the things that we want we'll be given, but that every good thing in our lives come from him. He renews us. Like how an eagle preens itself of its old feathers, new ones grow in their place and it soars in the heavens on new wings. I praise him because he is the justice for those who need it. And he is the breaker of chains for all of those who are trod upon as well. Why do I praise the holy name of God? At this moment, that is a short, incomplete list of the reasons why. But what we read in the third stanza is the biggest of all of them. Why do I praise the Lord? Because, verse 7, He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, rich in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us for our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows who we are. He knows how we were formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals like grass, they flourish like a flower in the field and the wind blows over it and it's gone and in its place remembers it no more and from everlasting to everlasting the Lord's love is with those who fear him 
and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and the kingdom rules over all. Why do I praise the Lord? That's what David asked at the beginning of this psalm. And why do we praise his holy name? That's what we ask as we read his words for ourselves. In this moment, we praise him for one thing above all else. We praise God because of who he revealed himself to Moses on Mount Sinai to be. We praise God because God keeps his word. That's what we praise him for in this moment. The psalm quotes Exodus 34, verses 6 to 7. Quotes it word for word. There God tells Moses that this is who he is. He is gracious, he is compassionate, he is slow to anger, he is rich in love. God tells Moses these words at a time when you would expect that he would really tell Moses literally anything else. Moses had just gone high onto a mountain to make a covenant with the Lord for all of Israel to follow. A covenant that said our God would be the God of the Israelites and in turn they would be his people and as such they would not put any other gods before him. Moses on behalf of the Israelites And the Lord made this covenant at the top of that mountain. And then he begins to descend. And before he even makes it to the ground, he finds before him a sight of his people worshiping an idol that they made by melting down their own gold, by melting down their own possessions. They were worshiping their own wealth in place of our God on high. Moses was not even down the mountain before the people broke their side of the covenant with our Lord. And so Moses asked God, what will you do in response to this? Will you break off your promise to be the God of the Israelites as you have every right to do now? And this is how the Lord answers Moses. I am gracious. I am compassionate I am slow to anger. I am rich in love. In short, I will keep my covenant with you. So live rightly now. Why does King David, who killed an innocent man to take his wife, now praise God? Because even when we sin against our Lord, even when we sin against each other and break our side of the covenant with our God, God holds fast. He forgives us when we truly repent and is ready to welcome us back into a relationship with him when we turn to him. And who would know the true glory of what that is more than someone who sinned like David. Why do I praise God? At this moment, above all other reasons, because 
our God knows this. He knows that we, his people, have and will again and again and again broke the covenant with him. He knows that we have worshipped the things around us. He knows that we've worshipped our own possessions like idols of a false god. Again and again and again, we have proven beyond all doubts that we do not deserve the love of our God. But rather than wash his hands of us, rather than cast us from his sight, he has forgiven us when we turn back to him. For he is gracious and compassionate. He is slow to anger, all because he is rich in his love for us. With God, there is always the covenant. There is always relationship. There is always salvation if we turn to him. The love of our Lord is not based on obedience, but instead it is given to us because that is who he is. He does not seek to repay us for our failings because of who he is. And because of who he is, as far as the east is from the west, as far as one side of creation all the way to the other, two ends that will never meet, that is how far our Lord will, if we turn to him, remove our transgressions from us. And that is why if you fear God, if you put him first in your life, you will know that you are living right because he knows that we are fallible. He knows that it is all too easy for us to become weak. He knows that we have broken our covenant with him before and in all likelihood will again. He knows all this about us, all this that we cannot stand about ourselves and still he has kept his covenant with us. Yesterday, today, and because of that, we can trust forevermore. The day will come when all around us will pass on, like grass or a flower blown away from the field, dust to dust. But our covenant with God will even then remain. And then, too, in God, we will remain the mortal cloaked in immortality through him, the perishable clothed in the imperishable, as Apostle Paul says. Why do I praise the Lord at this moment above all reasons? This is why, because our Lord has kept and keeps his promises to be our God and for us to be his people. And so, we try to live accordingly to live as if he truly is our king, instead of the creations that I've built up around me. To live as if I am a citizen of his land, of the kingdom that with all of me, I yearn to see built. 
Why do I praise the name of God? Because my king has kept his covenant with me. And so we reach the fourth and the final stanza of Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While this stanza sounds an awful lot like the first one again, as it calls us to praise, I want you to notice that it is very different in one way. This comes after reflecting on who our God is. And now instead of finding ourselves answering the question of why do we praise God, now we know exactly why it is. And we are begging everyone around us to join in in this praise of our Lord as well. Join us angels in praising the God above all. Just think about that sentence for a bit. What do we know about the angels? We're told countless times throughout scripture that that's what they do. They praise God at all times. Join us now as we lead the song of praise. Match us now, come up to our level of intensity as we praise, O oh, angels. Join us now as we lead the praise for our God. Join us now, all of God's work and all those in his dominion. See now who our God is. Praise him now as we do. Hear our evangelist's call. This is our God. This is who he is. And reflecting on who he is, all we have left in us is to praise him with the entirety of what we are. One day all knees will bow, like Moses' did on the mountain. One day all knees will bend as David's did as he wrote these words. One day all will have made the choice whether or not to claim their place in the covenant of our God for their own, as the apostles did as they knelt before Jesus Christ. And many of us have, when our eyes first opened to who our God is and what he has done. But until that day comes, let us now, with God's glory in our heart, proclaim his name to the corners of the earth. Let us now share his gospel with all peoples. So remember these words of David every moment that you fear that our God no longer loves you. 
Remember these words, every moment that you fear that you have sinned so badly as to cause your, our God to cast you off. To cause our God to want nothing to do with you. These are fears we have all had. But the Lord knows you. He knows all that you are and all that you have done. And despite that, no, in spite of that, Jesus Christ loves you. His hand is outstretched and forgiveness is there if in prayer you take it. A relationship is there if you will have it. His covenant is there if you just grab his hand. So this week, as you reflect on who God is, as David calls us to, I hope you share this glory with the world around you. This week, when you stumble and your heart is cast in doubt, I pray you remember the love of our God who keeps his promises, the love that he has for you. And this week, as you take this question and its answer from the hymn, I pray that you ask yourself, why do I praise the Lord? And as you ask yourself that, I pray that you come to the same answer that I have. Because knowing that this is our God, how could I do anything else? Uh, number 206. for benediction and then we'll sing the last verse. Our benediction today comes from the book of Numbers. May God bless you and keep you. May he let his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his face and bring you peace. Go this week and serve our holy Lord.
When I stand in glory, I will see his face. There I'll serve my King forever in that holy place. And thank you, oh my Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your Spirit till the work on earth is done. Sing that chorus one more time. Thank you, oh my Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your Spirit till the work on earth is done. You're dismissed.